0: THE The living room's dark, save for light being cast From the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise That's teasing the one-starry sky With whispers of morning.
1: George, how are you?
0: Pretty good,
2: Lyons, how about yourself?
1: Doing good. I'm doing uh like not so good that I would come home after work and like abuse my pet gorilla. Because that's mm-hmm. wrong. But you know, that like I understand why a plumber I guess he's a construction worker at this point. I don't know, the lore yeah. in this universe doesn't make sense to me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, especially like he's clearly a somewhat successful plumber to have the means to have purchased and and fed a great ape for that subst- uh, not in substantial period of time
1: i don't know this strikes me as like a. Uh, I think he's like the guy who works on the boat mario is the guy who works on the boat in like king kong so like mm-hmm. he he's not the eccentric billionaire who wants to go capture king kong he's just like
2: he is now
1: well yeah now. <laughs> yes now <laughs> um so what game do we play we play donkey kong like yep. literally like donkey kong not
2: Donkey Kong Country, not Diddy Kong's Quest, not Donkey <laughs> Kong Math
1: which exists. Did you ever play the crazy oh god, I think it was on the Wii, uh the the Bongos one? No. <laughs> it was like it was like a rhythm game, but it had a special controller that looked like bongos.
2: Real real fast. I don't believe you at all. Like, I don't believe <laughs> any of this. I think that you're making it all up. <laughs>
1: That's that's fair.
2: <laughs> but uh no, no, I I, I did not I, <laughs> I did not play that. Um no, actually, and to be fair, like I I have only vague memories of uh of this game, you know, because I mean, this is like like OG Donkey Kong, man, you know? And yeah, I mean, and
1: this actually I think this is one of only a couple of games we've played that literally predates us. Like Yes. I mean, this game originally was an arcade cabinet in 81. Hmm.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> like, like we we were not born yet. And in fact, I think like I, I mean one one might make the argument that like you know like our, our parents weren't even considering kids yet. You know, like it's uh it's it was almost surreal to kind of like have this experience. I'm I'm really glad to 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 go back and play it, but there's a I've got I've got notes. <laughs> I have
1: feelings. <laughs> Um, So this was, uh, I have to throw this in as an aside, just because this game is, it's an arcade, I mean, it's an arcade game in the truest sense, right? Like this was, there's no ending, there's no nothing, there's just keep putting money until you die, Yep. and I don't mean until Mario dies, because the money is what brings you back to life, I mean until you, the player, die, just keep putting money into the box. Until you
2: drop below the poverty line. Yeah,
1: and then get out, poor guy. (laughs) come back when you have quarters. Um, But I was curious because uh, when we decided we were going to play this, you messaged me and you were like, "Um, do you know how short this is? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, it's an arcade game. So, I mean, it's like, it's all about the high score. And then I sat down and played it and I was like, right. So so Uh I looked up the high score for this game is uh just over 1.2 million points
2: so okay i've actually got the game up right now and playing (laughs) through it all the way through like like one cycle right so so (laughs) killing donkey kong once right and my current score and to be fair i wasn't going for score i was just going to to beat it is at Mm 5800 so so that you know what that literally is? That's like, you know, like me being like, All right, you know, I beat it, I beat the game, I'm at fifty eight hundred. And like like somebody's like, Oh, I got a higher score. And like it's like that's imp like or like they're like, <laughs> I, I play it through like fifty cycles and you're like, What? It's like let's put a number to that feeling, shall we? Last time I clocked in, my power level was over one
1: million. <laughs> like <this. laughs> there's a whole bunch of fandom going on in there. <laughs> But no, I mean, that's literally when you said it was at
2: 1.2 million. That's how I imagine Gohan, Vegeta, and Krillin felt when Frieza just dropped that number in. And it's just like, oh, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: mean, it, it's, it took him, the, the world record holder, a uh, guy named Wes, it took him three hours and 20 minutes of, <sighs> of playing without a single death.
2: Well, oh, okay. So that's not even like, because like, the console version has three lives. So not even that.
1: Yeah. So three three hours and twenty minutes without dying a single time, just nonstop barrel leaping, flame dodging, gorilla killing. Oh my god! Yeah, that's
2: I can't. I'm tired now. Podcast over.
1: <laughs> no, that that's fair. Um, but we'll, we'll just give me give me like ninety more seconds, and we'll just knock out visuals, audio, controls, mechanics. Got it. Got super it. super fast.
2: It had visuals. It had audio. It had mechanics. The curtain falls.
1: Big bang boom. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So the the visuals. It, I mean, it's an arcade game, and one of the things about this era of arcade games that I, I just can't get over is like they they just didn't they didn't have the money for backgrounds. Like backgrounds were expensive, like computationally expensive. So yes. So they don't. So you just exist in a black void.
2: Like. That is correct. I mean, like, yeah, it is. It is just girders against complete backdrop. (laughs) That being said, you know, I don't know. Like, it just it to me, it it looks like night. You know, so it's not as disjointing visually as you would think. Like to say, you know, okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a two dimensional plane and put it against nothing. You'd be like, (laughs) whoa, that there's no way that looks good. But it really does just kind of look like. Um, it's at nighttime, which would make sense because, you know, Donkey Kong snagged Pauline, right? Pauline, yeah. Snagged Pauline and then peaced out at night. And, you know, that's why there aren't a bunch of construction workers and why apparently the construction workers just aren't that really happy, so they left just barrels of oil like about, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Open, (laughs) Open barrels of oil. And it's like, you know, we have all these sentient flames on this construction site. Don't just leave the barrels of oil open like that
2: it's like the uh just to keep doing references it's like the flame from futurama like so donkey kong dumps you know a barrel into it and it and it emerges sentient and only wishes to be the supreme alderman
1: (laughs) um but yeah and Uh, and i agree with you though that the the graphics are like they're kind of nice like they're actually really pleasant i mean it there are some things that are odd to me like why is Mario like half the size of Pauline? Or if you prefer, why is Pauline twice the size of Mario? Like that's, that's an, uh, I don't know if that was a choice or if that was just like a a design limitation, but like it, that's, it seems a little weird, but like Donkey Kong, like looks pretty cool. The girders, like you always know exactly like where the, the map is like, nothing's ever confusing. Uh, the little flame guys are actually like kind of delightful. They're sort of cute. Um, it's, their graphics are i mean it's just freaking 1981
2: yeah no i mean for considering the extraordinary limitations of what they were able to do um and and what we've seen a lot of games do much more poorly with a lot more you know <laughs> like i think that you know as far as a game that is 100% mechanics like there's <laughs> there ain't no real story behind this you're not you know, you don't get to like act three, and there's the big reveal. You know that, like <laughs> that. You know, it was actually Luigi the whole time. You know, it. it but, but no, for a game that's entirely mechanics driven, I felt that the visuals themselves at no point did like I, I like Mario looks like a human. You know, like it's very very low low res. And I know that um, and for the 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 Pauline uh, Mario height ratio my best guess on that one would be that i know that the the games specifically mario has been praised for the ability to represent a human being with very very few pixels Mm -hmm. and that's why he has the mustache
1: you know uh and overalls and hat like basically everything about him is because they're like what if there was less of him but we still had to convey the same amount of information
2: (laughs) exactly so it's like well how in the world can we make this not look crazy it's like well if he has a mustache then that gives you an idea of like where his nose is and then where his mouth and face is without actually having to put in a, a mouth um, so I think that that the uh, if you so Pauline has none of that none of those affordances right she actually looks like a human woman as best as could be rendered right? you know so I think that if you that, that basically they needed Mario to be smaller because if he took up that much of the screen then there would be less level, you know? Uh,
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, you couldn't put the... You couldn't have some of the very short ladders and some of the spots where the girders come really close together because it would crush him. It's not like they're going to have a squatting mechanic.
2: Right. So so Mario's size is a function of, like, they're like, we need the human avatar sprite to be this size in order to play the game and do the level. So they did all this like cool, fun stuff to make Mario exactly that size, and they were like, well, he has to be saving Pauline, and it's like, okay, fine, human woman, just bam, done, you know? And, and yeah, I I think that's probably the bulk of the thought that went into that.
1: No, that's fair, and I would say even, it's even possible because this has continued on through all, like, I mean, Peach is way taller than Mario, and she always has been, and Mm -hmm. One and like Luigi is taller than Mario, which he wasn't at first because it was just a palette swap thing. But then, like, later he was always shown as being taller than Mario. I think from Super Mario 2 on, that became yes. canon. Um, I think
2: ever since they basically made him taller because they were ripping off Doki Doki Panic and well, the, yeah.
1: But yeah. I mean, I think that that
2: is it possible that's why because the sprite that they decided to do for Luigi like had that height?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's almost definitely why. <laughs>
2: That's crazy. Anyways, continue. Yeah.
1: Um, but it it is actually possible that they were like, yeah, we could render Pauline the same height as Mario, but she's just taller than him. I mean, like, yeah. and and that if if they made that decision intentionally, they then stuck with it. They didn't. I mean, Mario is not like a handsome leading man; like he's a little fat guy. I mean, yeah. it's it's kind of amazing that you know he, he's he's. uh God, what's that? There's, like, a, a name for that terrible stereotype where, like, in popular media, you can have, like, a way below average guy who somehow uh, yeah. has this, like, smoking hot partner.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, it, I, I don't want to call anybody out by name because that's disgusting. But, like, you can think of a million TV shows and movies where it's like, really? You're – you you too? Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, yeah. No, I, 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 and I think that there is a name for that trope, although I am I am blanking on it but uh but yeah no i think that um you know i think that that basically mario's dimensions are a function of necessity and pauline did not have those limitations so therefore they were either like well let's just make her taller and you know therefore we can like flesh her out a little bit more and not do all these like weird affordances um one of the things i think that's kind of you know interesting is um you know like so like all of the girders are theoretically at an angle But because, you know, like they can't actually, unless it's going to be at basically a 45 degree angle, they can only jump up a pixel. And so (laughs) it is like, it's not like there's no smooth, like there's no smooth line. It is like you are here and then you bounce up a pixel. And that, so I thought that was just kind of like a, it's, it's a little bit more jarring than you than you think it is but if i remember correctly later games actually had all of the girders even with each other and then donkey kong like smashes something and then they all kind of like slam down an angle
1: Ooh, yes i mean yes that definitely does happen i just don't know uh, because this is this was a time in history when the like the arcade version and the Super or the Nintendo version, and then later the re-released Nintendo Classic version, and then the classic Nintendo version on Super Nintendo, and then the right. Wii GameCube port release for the Switch on the Wii U Nintendo Classics series. Like, they're all <laughs> they're all like a tiny bit different. And th- this is a total aside, but this is something game companies are catastrophically crappy at. Like, if I want to play like Sonic Two. And, mm-hmm. and Sega says, hey, we're going to give away Sonic 2. We're going to let you download it on your phone, which is the thing they actually did. And it's like, oh, cool. And then you download it, and they've wrapped it in, like, some dumb application. And it's like, no, the internet has already <laughs> solved this problem. Just give me a ROM of the original cartridge. I do not need your dumb crap. Like, oh, but now there's a leaderboard, and now you can, like, do saves at any point in the game. And I'm like, no, no. No, I want." not
2: you, I wanted the original Star Wars. Yeah. I didn't want
1: Yeah, I don't I, want I don't need stuff. the special editions. Yeah, you've made this demonstrably worse. And and Nintendo isn't they've never been nearly as bad at it as Sega has, but like in the early days of arcade games and like when the Atari was still kind of hanging on, like a lot of games that came home to the console, they would change Sometimes because they had to, but sometimes to justify, like, oh, hey, you know how you played this game in the arcade a million times? Well, now you should bring it home. Uh, I'm kind of done with that game. We changed it slightly. Shut up and take my money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and okay, so, one, that is absolutely, absolutely thing. <laughs> thing. Um, one of the things though, that, like, just kind of, like, looking at this 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 game, though, that, and and basically, so, okay, so we mentioned at the, at the top of the episode, the game is about 15 minutes of ga- there's 15 minutes of gameplay right yeah so realistically well, but, but it's, it's
1: 15 to- minutes of groundhogs day gameplay
2: <laughs> yes yeah which is over and over and over again but like realistically like if you want to you kind of have to look at this game not only for what it is like now you know but also for like some of the the uh the, the paths that it, you know, paved, right? And I'm sure that M- Nintendo has been analyzed by many, many people who are way more versed and have spent way more time analyzing it than me. But like I said, like, for, like, the... Um, all the girders being, like, off by a pixel. Like, I know that in one of the super ultra re-release, fantastic, super happy fun time releases of, of it, like, where he does slam it, and it does, like, just jarringly do that. I enjoy those kind of, like, fun callbacks, you know, where they kind of, like, say look, these gra- the graphics used to be really, really awful, So, but we're going to own that, you know? Like, yeah.
1: the, this you is know. how it looks. If you don't want that, maybe don't play this game.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, while we're, we're on this, though, I know that normally around in visuals is where we touch about like visuals and surface of gameplay, and then it's where we normally touch on hitboxes. <laughs> and it they... they technically exist in a way a toddler fights muhammad can technically fight muhammad ali you know like
1: i'm I'm interested for where you're going with this because i actually did not really have a problem with the hitbox
2: so that's the thing is that like it's not for a game that sells itself entirely on being mechanically i mean like like i said like there's no there's no story. There's no in, like interesting mechanics in the sense that you know. Which, it's not I mean, like, oh in, well. If I in
1: in their defense, this was at a time in history when story based games were not technically an option. No, I mean they
2: were text based. <laughs> like if you want a story based game, it was yeah. a it was a text based and and you typed in like use yeah. whatever. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not. Saying that. I'm just saying that like throw like throw baby. Like, baby. Is
1: one- Do you get that reference? Yeah.
2: <laughs> throw baby. N- <laughs> Oh that sounds vaguely familiar. Oh yeah, man. Okay,
1: if somebody's listening to this and you got that reference, my uh Twitter handles in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no, is it like so there were a couple of times but
2: particularly with the ladders and hammer. So when I got hit, right? Like that that was fine, but there were a number of times when I thought that I was like dead on with the ladder and I pressed up mm. and I did not climb the ladder and I I needed to be climbing the ladder. Like if I pretty much, and that, cause that's the thing is because it's so mechanically intense, right. Is that if you are trying to do something, you need to be doing that thing. Like there's no, you know, like this is an assassin's creed where it's like, Oh, I'm going to try. Oh, I tried and dust climbing the building. So I'm just going to duck into this barrel of hay or whatever the hell. Right. You know, like if you, if you try to duff, tr try to climb the ladder and you for even a millisecond, aren't climbing that ladder, <laughs> you are, just spread out all over that girder you See, know and,
1: and i actually had the opposite so problem wasn't... which was getting off the ladder because for some reason i was convinced the mm. animation was like a frame or two less than it actually is because you know exactly what i'm talking about like every mega man game has the same thing where it's like the ass to camera shot which <laughs> just like oh yeah you know like the mario money yeah shot, right, right at the top of the ladder when he's just like hello there. And (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And and that, that like that, that moment of like going over the top of the ladder, because you know, sometimes there's something coming at you on the next level, but you're like, I can do it. I can make it up the ladder and then get over. And I, I would start to hold left or right when there was like still a whole additional frame of me climbing the ladder. And now I'm just sitting with my head sticking up from the ground, right at flame height, (laughs)
2: The, like now, I'm picturing like, you know, the camera is like even with the girders, like looking down, <laughs> and you just see like Mario's dumb head like popping up slowly with like the big old smile, like, <gasps> and then just bam, <laughs> like, hit by the barrel. Yeah. So yeah, that. So, we, so yeah. So so I had trouble with the ladders, and particularly with the hammer. And I think though that the issue with the hammer was less a function of the hitbox itself and more a function of the fact that I don't think that you can grab the hammer while jumping. I think you have to have your feet on the ground.
1: No, that can't be right.
2: Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe because like there were a number of times when like I jumped to grab the hammer and like I felt that I jumped and like was within the box of the hammer to like grab it and it, again, it's just a couple of frames, but it was, it was a couple of frames off from what i was expecting and again that they they, they matter so
1: here here's what i think is happening um you can't jump while you have the hammer and because of that there is no programming or design around what happens if you're using the hammer in the air so you have to jump to get it Mm. once or twice but then you don't start hammering until after you have hit the ground
2: interesting no so i I think what's
1: happening is you were you were picking up the hammer during your jump but then when you land it's like okay his feet on the ground now he's hammering
2: got it and i think though that the game doesn't and to be fair i didn't like i didn't ever i don't think i ever got hit during that space Mm -hmm. you know to see like whether or not the game mechanically registers you as having the hammer um but, anyways, no, that's that, that's interesting. But yeah, so there there were a couple times where I was kind of like, gotta get the hammer. And then, like I say, it's just a couple of seconds, but it just it makes it feel a little muddy. And also, to be fair, though, again, like it's 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 this game is so so far on nostalgic goggles. We've been sitting back and saying like, okay, you know, we we with our current modern day technology want to look at uh, you know technology uh, in and around the Renaissance period. You know, like. Like you know, like let's 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 take a look back and see if you know the aerial screw really holds up, right?
1: Totally does. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it does, but not Leonardo's invention. Uh. Um, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. But uh, but now this is like going back like pre Bronze Age, you know. So there are just so many things that even back in like the NES days that they had kind of canonized a little bit, and especially with like what the degree of accuracy you need to be on in order to register, like walking up a ladder or something like that. You know, we, it's kind of hard to say like, Oh, well the hitbox was kind of crummy. It's like this, it, this was, this was the hitbox. Like everybody, you know, like if you, if we're saying the hitbox was too narrow, it's like, that's what a hitbox was, you know? So it's kind of like a little bit harder to, um, I guess critique it. Well, you and, know?
1: and so much of that is because <clears throat> this is, is, like all arcade games, the point is to just play forever, right? the The objective is to play until you are no longer playing. So, mm-hmm. um, you would eventually, like any other purely skill based, repetitive uh, activity, if it's eight frames to climb a ladder, you would just understand that like you would start to intuit that and you would know exactly how long it takes to climb the ladder and exactly how quickly you can take your thumb off up and put it on the left or right so that you are standing still at the top of the ladder for the minimum amount of time like the the when you're playing and you die it's super easy to just be like oh that's crap like he he didn't even touch me like what the hell but but with a game that has pixels the size of quarters like it's really yep. it's really unfair to say like n- no that yeah, exactly the same thing happened every time because there's no room for error, like there's no gray area, there's no like, well, because of the angle he was coming at you and because of the angle the camera was at, he actually did hit you, you just couldn't really tell Th- there's none of that <laughs> there's absolutely yep. none of that and and the even the bugs in games in this era are kind of elegant in their obviousness. Um I when I was pulling up the Wikipedia article for the show notes the tiny bit you know we actually do for research um the uh <laughs> I think it was on the actual OG cabinet um when you got to level like tw- or not level 22 but like the 22nd revolution um mm-hmm. as soon as the round started you just die. <laughs> like it's just like
2: just because they're, they're like Time to put in another quarter.
1: No, I mean, like, you just died over and over until you got a game over because there was probably some array somewhere that was like, well, nobody's ever going to get that high. And (laughs) so, yeah, I mean, it's just like, how big should we make the box? And it's like, I don't know, like a foot. Like, who needs to store things that are bigger than a foot long? And it's like, well, I need somewhere to park my car. And it's like, well, you're not parking it in this box.
2: Too bad. Yep, try again. That's interesting, and and I do agree with you. And um and and now is a good time again, isn't get into this? So the game is ruthlessly consistent, <laughs> right? And like we can definitely touch on this more mechanics, but I mean the visuals, like you said, like it's just it is it is. You may not like the way that it does it, but it is just ruthlessly consistent, right? So I, now, I may
1: not agree with your mechanics, but I will defend to the death your right <laughs> to have them. <laughs>
2: yeah and then that's the thing is that like in a skill based game it has to be consistent you know if you want to say to a player like we want you to get super 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 good at this, it has to work the exact same way every time and this game does and I thought that this game was an interesting metaphor for life so
1: <laughs> go on, <laughs> bear with me
2: no because okay, so it basically like so so it it does there are like it does get a little bit harder, but mostly you play it. And you just play it and play it and like stuff comes up and you've gotta like you just you gotta get over these obstacles, right? And the thing is that the world always operates the way that the mechanics are going to operate. You you know, like sometimes the game may do something that you don't expect, but then once you've seen it a few times, you you can learn to anticipate it, learn to move. And the thing is that eventually you 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 die. (laughs) That that's it. Like eventually you are going to make the mistake they compound so badly that you just can't recover from it. Right. And maybe that's enough free radicals building up in your system that, you know, like you just, you die of illness or maybe that's maybe, maybe it's any number of things, but eventually it it, it ends, you know, it just gets harder and harder and harder until you die. And I thought that that was just, I don't know, uh, uh, kind of poignant in a way.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is a, a notable difference about video games that, I I remember I wish I could remember the game I was playing when I had this conversation with my father but I remember as a child playing a game cuz sometimes they would let me hook my system up to like the big TV in the living room and so, mm-hmm. so like I was like I was playing you know like Final Fantasy IV or something like a very story narrative heavy game and talking to him about why he didn't like playing video games and he was like this is not a video game and I was like, what, I was like, what do you, yes, it is like, yes, it is. And he was like, no, a, what I think of as a video game is like a, an arcade game where like you're trying to get a higher score. And then when you don't want to play anymore, you're done. He was like, you, you have like a book that you have to play. And I don't, I don't think he was being dismissive, but to him, there was nothing attractive about that experience. And To me, there is very little I can empathize with or I can sympathize with why someone would enjoy a gameplay experience like this. But it's difficult for me to empathize because it's I I just don't I don't just need numbers to be larger. Like this is the same reason that I never got sucked into Facebook games and I never got sucked into like, you know, cow clicker style. Like, can you make the number larger? And it's like, it's like, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed playing this um god we're doing this whole episode like all out of order where <laughs> it's like like <laughs> like i enjoyed playing it but it, it's like eventually whether the, or not the game beats me you just put the controller down and you're like, okay i'm I'm, do- I'm done I'm, I'm just done yeah and and and
2: interestingly and this this bears on what you're talking about and so we might as well touch on it now because it doesn't really fit it, it would fit better in mechanics but it's it's worth talking about which is that here we are um yeah, here we are. So, and I, I may have mentioned this on another episode, but um, have we discussed Bartle's Taxonomy before?
1: Yes. Maybe. No, we, we, we have, yeah.
2: Yeah. So anyways, just, you know, so that way you don't have to go back and find the episode where we did before. Um, under Bartle's Taxonomy, and this is mostly about MMOs, but I feel that it's kind of indicative of all gamers, is um, there there are four player types, right? So there's um, achievers, explorers, uh um, socializers and killers, right? So, achievers want whatever the in game stated goal is, right? Um, explorers want to explore the game, right? Um, socializers want it for the social aspect of socializing with other human beings, and killers want to kind of grief people, right? <laughs> so, the, the way it actually works it on a spectrum, which I think is very interesting, which is that it's on the like x axis is people and environment right and then on the y-axis is um acting on or interacting with Mm. right so um achievers like acting on the environment explorers like interacting with the environment and socializers like interacting with people and killers like acting on people and there's a whole lot of philosophy that you can pull into that with like people in real life (laughs) but (laughs) but this game is 100 or 99.9 percent uh achiever it's that's that's the that's the player type that this plays to like if you you want to see the numbers go higher the in the in-game goal there's a 0.1 percent for explorer which plays out in about 15 minutes (laughs) and then it's all achiever baby it's (laughs) achiever all the way down you know so so with that I mean with that in mind, I mean like I don't think either of us are achiever based players. So I mean this game just doesn't and game type doesn't appeal to us because we're like like you said, I don't care how I I was happy with my fifty eight hundred. Honestly, when I got <laughs> through all three stages, because generally I tend to be more explorer type. So once I got through all three stages, I was like, Oh, I beat the game. And that to me, like in my mind, I was like, and I'm done now like what's the point of continuing to play like I beat it I beat the game and then people are like well you can never beat the game the score can always go higher I'm like no what why why would I even want that like I don't even it's like well because the score would be higher and it's like yeah uh-huh yeah
1: well I think so I think the difference is um like at the achiever goal like the stated goal is make the number go higher whereas like in a, a narrative driven game the the goal that you're trying to achieve is to see the narrative play out so i think not only is there you know like all the 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 quadrants you could fall into like depending on where you fall in the spectrum but there's also probably uh some autonomy in the attraction of it so uh you play a game like overwatch or like player unknown battleground and it's like well the, the object of this game is to kill people and I'm all out of bubble gum, right? So it's like I'm, I'm here – I'm doing what I'm here to do, but also the stated goal is this other specific part of the quadrant, whereas uh, like seeing a narrative all the way through is an achievement I am super down for. Making numbers go higher is not an achievement I'm super down for. So when yeah. when I – because there's two – there's the A game and the B game. So like I went all the way through the first time and I was like, oh. And then I went all the way through the second time and I was like, oh. <laughs>
2: uh oh and and to be fair i think that you have more achiever in you than i do because like you said like like if you're if you wax completionist right (laughs) then that's putting you more on the achiever spectrum you know like so i would argue that you know like for for seeing the story play out like that's both an achiever and an explorer would like that like for me i want to see the story play out because i want to know what the story is you know i want to explore it right um some people and, and i think that that to a large degree is like why well, you want to see the story as well right but then for the people who want to get through the game to say that i beat it and beat it in its entirety so like the people for final fantasy that like get all of the summons and they get all of the the bells and whistles and all of that stuff like because they want to have completely dominated and acted upon the game that's that's more of the achiever type and i think that being able to say and you know what ooh no now i'm thinking about it this game does um this game can play to killers a little bit. And I mean that in the taxonomy sense, because I just heard that out of context and <laughs> that didn't sound right. But no, is um is so if you if you go back in time to like the early 80s when this was a thing, right? You could totally grief other people by having a higher score. So mm. like so basically <laughs> then you could say, like, well, why do you play Donkey Kong? It's like, well, because I want to have the highest score versus I want to have a very high score. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. That's true, or maybe you just really hate those little flame guys. It's yeah, like, I gotta—I I mean, you know, just murder them all with my big hammer. Which is actually, I think, a really good place to talk about audio because um, there is not a lot of it, and most of it's mm-hmm. horrible. But there's one mm-hmm. really important piece of audio, which is—it, yeah. yeah it's the little hammer tune. Yep.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Not not is just it's because
1: it's like charming and delightful, but it's, it's just so much Smash Brothers. So so much Smash so Brothers. So much Smash Brothers. And 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 uh. funny, you know, you're talking about this big coordinate plane. Um, when you get the hammer tune in Donkey Kong, you're like, haha, ha! I'm empowered now, and it's going to help me achieve my goal." When you get the hammer in Smash Brothers, it's to help you grief other people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. No, whenever you get that hammer and you're like, this is it. And I really loved it while well, we're just talking about Smash Brothers in um, later games. My favorite thing was being Marth. And somebody would come after me with the hammer and I'd use this counter move and just, just wreck. Oh, God, that was – and then, and then that's the killer in me because I was just kind of like, oh, that was just so satisfying. They're like, I got the hammer. I'm like, advance towards my position, brethren. Dost thou even hoist? You know, like – <laughs> yeah, so no, but the, <laughs> the minute I picked up that hammer, was like, I was like, ah! and then I started, and then I actually started picking up hammers more than I needed them, because I just wanted the little tune, and then that kind of got played out, because I realized that the hammer, kind of a double-edged sword.
1: Can't go up and down ladders. No, you cannot. So, can't jump. I mean, yeah. you don't technically need to jump over anything, but. But you can't. I mean, and I, I like having the option. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well and th- this um, is the so f- musically for this game um I think it's relevant to point out that that little tune is like it for music so there's mm-hmm. on the title screen um when you select a game mode it goes like and then, yep. then that's it for music mm-hmm. until you pick up a hammer and then that's it until you finish uh, a level or a screen, I think they were called. And it does a little, like a little victory chime. That's it. I mean, you get, there's like three pieces of music in the, the entire game. And I mean, could you imagine like when, when you are like, okay, this is all of the computing power we have. Are we going to have background music? No. We're going to make every single step that Mario makes, make a God awful squeaking noise (laughs) that will make players want to die.
2: Yep. Yep. Pretty much. I, I, now I'm kind of like, I would love to see a modern game use, and I'm sure that they exist, but like that kind of minimalistic, like what would that even look like if you started off trying to make a game saying, I want to use three like audio cues, like three, three little like sound bites and, like five sound effects and that's it with all of our modern technology using just that amount of sound. I want you to make an immersive experience with that constraint. I I, I can
1: almost guarantee you there's an entire section of the steam store where every, Mm. every indie one, everybody who thinks they're going to be the next super indie amazing person has some crappy game where they gave themselves a bunch of clever constraints and then didn't ship anything interesting yeah,
2: yeah, probably. Well, you know, what, what? What we'll go ahead and do is double check the Steam store, Definitely. and we'll give a list of games in the show show notes.
1: Yep. yep, yep. This actually. Um, so, uh, if you ever watch the special features for Wreck It Ralph, mm, okay. No. So the, there's there's a part where they're you know because I mean these are Pixar, Disney Pixar right. artists. Like these people are some of the greatest artists of our age, and they are being forced to do things in this super blocky, right angles only. Even number of pixels, or not even number of pixels, but like whole pixels. You can't do fractional pixels. And like, oh, but it, like, it would just make more sense from this angle if like we just had like some fractional pixels. And it's like, nah, can't do that. Mm-mm. And like <laughs> some some of the artists are just like, this is so infuriating. <laughs> 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 and it's like I, I but it, but it you know constraints like can make you do interesting things. So you know i when you said uh you know the the visuals make it look like it's just nighttime and the uh, the fact that there's no music means that all of the sound effects are directly serving gameplay like they had to be clever because they had the computing power of a calculator i mean it was nothing
2: yep yep no your 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 cell phone would run circles around these arcade cabinets like at light speed um so yeah, so I mean, the, my my only final note on the the sounds because there's not much of it is just that uh, the um, positive sounds are like very generic but good, you know, like enjoyable. So like when you jump over a barrel, it's like that that sound of you got points yeah. is Doo-doo-doo. yeah, it's 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 enjoyable. It's good, you know. So so that's again as we've said before is you want the thing if every time like it it. Did that? It made like this, like buzzer noise. You know, I'd be like, yeah, maybe I don't want to d- jump over this stuff anymore. So, so I did. I did enjoy that. That was that was nice. But realistically, there's not much else to say about sound because there's not a whole lot of sound to this game.
1: Yeah, my my feeling is that the the limited number of sounds are like the the walk noise. Like that's that I don't believe that that benefits you as a player in any way. It does not need to make that horrible squeaky noise every single step that Mario takes.
2: Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Yeah,
1: right? And then on the, on the <laughs> screen with, uh, I think it's the second one, with the elevators,
0: mm-hmm. and he's yeah.
1: throwing the spring traps, and every time one of them falls, it goes, oh. like, it's like a slide whistle. It's like a doo. but he throws them constantly the entire time you're playing that screen. So if you are going the low road, or you're trying to jump over flames, and get the, the the purse and the parasol to get the extra points. Like you got to hear that Ooh, like a thousand frigging times. And I was just like, you know, I'm already making a horrible squeaky noise everywhere I walk. It's like, I'm wearing wet boots. Like, <laughs> it's like, I would rather just have no noise. Like you can make it make a noise when it bounces, but you don't have to do the slide whistle every time because you're, you're almost incentivizing me to finish the screen just so I don't have to hear the slide whistle anymore. It's, it's kind of a weird it's like I get it. Well, then, I get why they were like, "Oh, we have sound effects. We want you to hear them." And it's like, okay, do you have any other sound effects? No, we're just gonna keep keep playing this one.
2: Well, and that's the thing is that even if it did incentivize you to be like, "I'm just gonna plow through this level so I don't have to hear the sound anymore," give it another five minutes because you're gonna be right, yeah. you're gonna be right back there,
1: you know? <laughs> oh God, yeah. Um, but it, it's Perfect. yeah, I can't. I mean, yeah, that there's there's noise. Like there's, <laughs> I'm I'm with you. There isn't much else to say
2: yeah um so so to you know mechanics controls gameplay all that that fun stuff um so i i just i i'm getting a kick of this because i'm going through my notes so generally speaking you know um when you when when we're playing these games and like i have like a, a thought or something i want to write down I, I write it down immediately because you don't want to forget right so you pause the game take the note and one of my <laughs> one of my notes is varied level design <laughs> and i took this note on level three because i was like no these are each of these levels are very different and it's good you know because the first one's like it's like you're moving side to side and then the second one there's a lot more jump like goals and then the third one like they actually introduce this kind of mechanic of like you you're finally able because everything else is like you ducking moving dodging but you're finally able to impact the realm like you can impact the game and actually attack donkey kong the, the,
1: the and name then, of that screen is rivets because you're you're rivets. pulling out yeah, the
2: oh, rivets. Is that what you're doing? Because I thought I was melting the cake that was holding these areas together because it's not it's, it's not. not great yeah, it's not difficult. super clear. <laughs> but 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 all that being said, is I was just like, no, this is this is good. This is good. So you yeah, know, stopped the game, took the note, and then like it went back around. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. But anyways, I, I did I did feel the need still to say that the um the each each level is focused around like a very in my opinion like a very specific mechanic right so like the 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 first level is focused around like climbing the ladders right you know and so like timing your climbs also sort of stuff yes there is jumping over barrels but you could go through the level without ever jumping realistically over a barrel if you timed your hits on the ladders right yeah right could and then um the second one is all about jumping for like platforming, actual platforming.
1: Y- yeah, you know? like if you duff a jump, you fall and die. Right. Uh, and then the third
2: one is, you know, about like going and touching all of these different specific areas, you know, like in a certain order and all that sort of stuff. So I was like, so each of those was very different and then <clears throat> they were done.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: And to speak on one of the things that you just touched on that I definitely want to touch on is I felt, and maybe this is just me, you know, being coddled by the nice, warm embrace of current modern (laughs) video games. I thought it was super unclear exactly how far you had to fall before you would land safely or die.
1: Yeah, it's not far.
2: (laughs) It's not far, (laughs) but, like, it's based, I think, off of, like, your original... Like where, because okay, so in later Mario's, especially in Super Mario Brothers, right? There's if correct me if I'm wrong. There's no fall death. Like you can fall infinitely. You can fall in a pit and die.
1: Yeah, but you won't. So in all of the 2D Mario's, there's no no height you can fall from that kills you that I can think of. In the in some of the 3D Mario's, I think this is true for like 64 and Galaxy and Sunshine. If you, Mm -hmm. because you had a little health pie, and if you fall far enough, you will take damage. And then in Super Mario Odyssey, no matter how far you fall, you don't take damage. But the way they punish you is when you hit the ground, you like, you stop and it does the like quiver like all the way Mm. up his legs where he's like, ah, and my shins, right. And (laughs) yes, are in my neck. And and yes. So so during that time, like an enemy might attack you or you might otherwise take damage because you can't move until that little animation is done. Um, Mm. So, yeah, to 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 be this Mario who can't fall more than the height of his own footsteps without dying.
2: Yeah, no, it's like so and just to to touch on the, the sixty four thing, yeah, I know like with sixty four and galaxy, yeah, you fall a certain distance, you you can like I think lose health and then die, but if you if you hit the the ground pound button right beforehand, you don't take none's damage, which I thought was always kind of a cool little clever mechanic. Well it's also um,
1: that <laughs> there is is an interesting question about why Mario's butt is so much more durable than his legs.
2: Well, or why so you know it's not the fall that kills you it's the sudden stop at the end. Why suddenly arresting his momentum two feet off of the ground makes him take so that way he can turn around and then fall the remaining two feet is better than having just hit the ground like he's still stopping entirely that's that It doesn't matter whether he's seeing the ground or air it's it's the sudden stop at the
1: end that's true the i mean <laughs> technically if if you suddenly stop for any reason it's it yeah, I honestly honestly never thought about that. Like it's you are suddenly stopping as if you struck a solid object, therefore you would have the exact same negative repercussions of striking yep. a solid object, but I'm just still too confused by his like invulnerable butt cheeks, so yeah.
2: No, I think that I think it's honestly like what, what what oh what what is it? He Mario has the thing from uh, the Incredibles. He has a zero point energy. There,
1: yes, that's surely it. <laughs>
2: yep, yep. Where it's just basically he like he is he is able to just lose all of his momentum, yeah. you know. But anyways, we we digress. This game is actually more realistic in a sense that if Mario falls more than like, I, I, and I don't know the exact amount because I, I definitely didn't stress test it, but um, you know, being used to. 2D Mario games and being able to fall infinitely. Like at one point, I jumped from you know one area onto a girder, and I was like, ah, well, you know, like I missed the one I was going for, but I'll just land on the one blow it dead. And I was like, oh, oh, good, good God. Okay, so then there was one where I remember jumping and being like, oh, I'm a, like I, I should have waited like another second for it to get like a little bit higher before I jumped and no the game was not having it i died and i was like man that's not that's really super sensitive so yeah,
1: i th- i think it's, it's like one mario height like if you fall more than your sprite height you die
2: yeah which is it's pretty i mean again you know the game is it's it's a skill based challenge that's it's pretty unforgiving you
1: know? it's really unforgiving and also the the each screen in adds times where that is a likely cause of death. Where just traversing the level might kill you because you jumped, you know, to a girder that's slightly lower or you like on the, the third screen with the rivets. If you fall through one of the rivets, because it's large enough for you to fall through big rivets, the huge rivets, but, <laughs> but you can fall, you can fall through that. And then of course you die because it's like two or three sprite heights. and, what we're just talking about like controls and mechanics just kind of like loosely related to this is more than once i caught myself like coming usually down a ladder and there's like a little flame guy coming and trying to jump off the ladder it's Mm. like the, the game's not gonna let me do that like
2: They, they, in
1: their wildest dreams, did not imagine programming the ability for Mario to jump off of the ladder to escape a flame or barrel. Like, that's just not not a thing. Of course, that's not a thing, but that's, like, my modern sensibility. Just like, you know, oh, man, there's an enemy coming. Quick, jump off the ladder. (laughs) No.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, to be fair, even now, like, games uh you are are getting better and better about like making environments more and more like interact interactive. For example, um with uh with Arkham Knight, uh I remember how giddy I was when Batman he's spoilers if you haven't played it yet, I mean minor ones towards the beginning. Bruce
1: Wayne's parents die. (laughs) 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 Uh,
2: But anyways um you know, when you're, like, trapped behind the glass, and, like, they they frame it perfectly where it's, like, the camera's over Batman's shoulders, and, you know, like, you're looking down this this path, and you just, it shows you the Batmobile, and you know the Batmobile has, like, this, like, anti-riot gear, and you're, like, there's no way they're gonna let me control the Batmobile. This is a cutscene. And you, like, press a few buttons, you see the Batmobile, like, respond to you, and you're, like, no, (laughs) shut up. And then, like, you hit the button, and it stops the cutscene, and then, like moves on. I was like, I, I, I remember when that happened, I, I was really floored that the game let me do that, you know, because I was like, there's no way that they would let me interrupt a cutscene. you know, so this is the opposite of that, where, you know, they're, they're, they're just... like. I mean, imagine the giddy glee that a player first felt when they tried knee-jerk to jump off a ladder and the game let them, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that's like, their whole... <laughs> there are whole platform challenges in like later Mega Man games where you you're on a ladder and then there are like floating platforms and you have to jump off the ladder to get to the platforms. And if you decided to not go high enough on the ladder, you fall and die because it's not like you can grab onto the ledges of things. So this is definitely something that they, they may have been dreaming about. Like I may be selling them short saying they never even dreamed of it, but they, they definitely (laughs) did not have the ability to program it into the game because like then it's way way more freaking complicated right and it makes the skill part of it more complicated it makes the programming that much more complicated so it's just like worse all around for this era of computing power but it i wonder how long it would take me to shake those kinds of things like like mm-hmm. how long would i have yeah. to play this how much time would i have to put in before i'm like okay i'm no longer trying to jump off the ladder when i see a barrel coming at me in panic
2: yeah no absolutely and Um, One of the other uh, mechanical things that – so I had this note under mechanics, um, which is uh, there were poor affordances in some cases. So overall, (laughs) I feel that the visuals were were pretty good. But I can honest to God say that if not for you telling me the title of Stage 3, I would have never guessed that those little blocks were rivets, right? And so (laughs) –
1: No, I mean that's fair. I only – know that because i had the wikipedia article in front of me <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah i would have never never guessed that and a part of me wants to like so now i'm picturing you know what like like what it looks like in real life so you know mario's running across like this giant construction area right and there is a man sized rivet like Holding two of these these things together, and Mario, because all he has to do is walk over it and it disappears, right? So without breaking stride, Mario like runs by, like digs his hand like into the metal of the rivet and uses his forward momentum to like gain enough spin. His muscles cord across <laughs> his body and he just rips this rivet like completely out of the structure, and it doesn't doesn't break stride. Just keeps moving towards the next rivet. I mean, it, I'd be terrified. Be clearly. He is on extensive drugs and has superpowers, like both, you know.
1: But, See, but but Mario, because th- that's like the dark, gritty 90s reboot. Mario, <laughs> what's really happening is he makes like a cute noise, like a like a wahoo, and then it just disappears seemingly into nothingness. That's true, uh, that's true.
2: That's <laughs> probably what, what actually happens in, in, in Mario. Yeah, well, no, actually, what he does is he takes off his sentient hat throws it onto the rivet and it just drills
1: itself out so here's a fun thing about that so (laughs) (laughs) so uh, i uh i'm i'm pretty much done with super mario odyssey like i've done most of what i want to do with that game um but there the game is just like hey what if nostalgia and not in a bad way like it's done in an incredibly thoughtful and entertaining way and one of the places they do that is when you go to the the weird like city level where there's like weird human proportioned humans. Um mm-hmm. Pauline is the mayor of New Donk City. Nice. Yeah. And you know, it's like kind of interesting to see her in like a full like 3D render because they had to decide what she was gonna look like <laughs> since they didn't have much to base <laughs> it on. Um but they uh there's like a, a bonus thing you can do where she's like Oh, it's my birthday, and you know it'd be nice if maybe like you got me a present. You big jerk! And so <laughs> you, uh there's three objects scattered around the city. One of them is a hat, one of them is a parasol, that's, that's- and one of them is a purse. And I was just like, of course. right? But see, this is the thing: is i I did this quest thing with her just like I don't know a week or two ago, a couple weeks ago, and I was just like, huh. I'll bet there's a reason that it's these specific <laughs> incredibly pink objects, but I don't know what it is. And then I got to the second screen in Donkey Kong and I like I literally paused it and I was like, Sue look.
2: <laughs> hey, check it out. I,
1: I see what they did there.
2: <laughs> but um but yeah, so I'm sorry, so uh so affordances. Um so yeah, like I, I just I didn't feel that in the, the rivets stage that they did an amazing job initially, like compared to to modern game standards, um, basically telling me what it was I was supposed to do because every other stage up until now was go find and save Pauline, right? And then this one, Donkey Kong's just in the center, you know? So I went up to Donkey Kong, as I had been doing so far, and tried to jump on him and just straight up died. And so I was like, okay. And then... It was the second or third time I was playing, playing that level where I, you know, was like, all right, well, what, what do I do? And it, was, it wasn't until that like, I, there were way, way too many fireballs on the screen that I thought <laughs> maybe I'm supposed to be eating these pies that are holding together the stri- – I don't know. And so then, you know, I did that and then he dropped and I figured it out. But again, you know, th- three levels. You know, like, the game's made to eat quarters. So, yeah, there, were, there weren't there were great affordances. But, I mean, at this point, the, the game wasn't trying to reach a broad market. And it wasn't trying to, like, entice people. It wasn't trying to be affordative. I don't know if that's a word. It,
1: now <laughs> it is.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, they, they weren't trying to do that. They weren't trying to lead you through a gaming experience. They were trying to create a game that was enjoyable enough to continue to put quarters into, but hard enough to continue to put quarters into. So, like, I get it. So
1: here's here's the thing. You're not in the gutter of stupidity alone because (laughs) I also went to the top not to kill Donkey Kong, but in the first two screens, you just have to get close enough to Pauline because what they added in later is... When you get near her, he grabs her and climbs up. So, so mm. each screen is actually climbing to the top of the building that's being constructed. Got it. Right, and mm. and in this in this like because the we played the NES version of the arcade port, um, so there's no animation of him grabbing her and then climbing further up. So when I got to the third screen, I was like, well, in the first two screens, I just had to get near Pauline and then the screen was over. So I I got up there and like nothing happens and I was like so do I (laughs) do I rub his nose in it like (laughs) (laughs) so so I like jumped at him and I died and I was like well that's clearly not it and then I I actually had a moment where I was like okay they have an incredibly small amount of computing power and they have none of history to assume that I know how video games are played so the only things they are communicating to me in this game are things I absolutely must know. So when I jumped over the first little, you know, pie and it disappeared, I was like, well, obviously that's what I'm supposed to do because Mm. it's the only thing that's different. And, and I think at this time in history and, and for a long time, like even into, to modern gaming, because humans are so good at pattern recognition, like you could play a game like a, a a a Batman Arkham Asylum or an Assassin's Creed or some like super modern game and i bet if you look at like a thing they want you to do it's like oh it's literally the one that's different how do i know where to use the bomb in legend of zelda it's the only part of the wall that looks different how do i know who's the bad guy it's the only person who's not wearing generic you know tan colored clothing it's like there's yeah. so so i feel like the like part of me agrees with you. Like they don't really communicate that that's the mechanic of the level and you kind of have to piece it together, but it's also the only thing that's different. And it's the only information that's being communicated to you. He's not also throwing barrels. There isn't also the spring traps. It's like, there's nothing else to pay attention to.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And like I said, like, you know, it took me, it didn't take me forever, but, but I think that the, the issue that I had with it was that they had been building you to believe that you are supposed to do thing A, and they don't redirect you before you find out that you're not supposed to do thing A by death, which is the only punishment mechanic. So, like, they can't just, like, gently redirect you. You just die. But again, you know, they 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 want your quarters. They want your <laughs> money. And on top of that, too, I think that it's worth saying that originally when this game was made, it was in an arcade. So, I mean, while, yes, you, you know, like the first time this happens, if you... It, they They may be relying on some degree of you having a sherpa in the sense of you the chance of the very very first time you've ever seen this game played you're playing it is actually not super high The chance of the being the first time you've seen it played is somebody who is already experienced on how to play it right you know so they they show it to you first and you're like. Oh, okay, and it does make sense. You know, it's not so far out of the realm that it's not missed. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's not so far out of the realm where you're just kind of like, I, I would have never put that together. But I did feel that they didn't do a good job with like directing, redirecting you without killing you, and and that does put put, uh, put on one of my final notes, which is, it. I felt it really fascinating to. I don't want to say like have the rug pulled out from under me but as we've been playing all these games I, I did what you what you said what you did which is rely on a little bit on my knowledge of games game mechanics game development for like well what what's the game developer like like you try to think of it in like a meta sense like what is the game developer trying to tell me like how I don't know what to do so if I were a game developer how would I lead somebody from here you know um can't really rely on that the further back you go in time because There's definitely been a number of times, especially with the way older games, like the the early NES and some of the arcade ports, where I'm like, I can't rely on the fact that I'm not going to be punished for this behavior because I don't deserve to be punished for this behavior, but I might still get punished for this behavior just because they haven't realized that that's not a great thing to do to
1: players. Yeah, they hadn't written the rule book. They hadn't made these decisions and they hadn't established best practices based on a huge library of games because there wasn't a huge library of games. And you actually, you hinted at something that I don't think I've ever considered before because I'm not a huge arcade goer. Like I had access to arcades when I was a kid, but if I played arcade games, it was almost exclusively the home ports of them. Mm -hmm. There is a very real chance that arcade games were designed not just with the technological limits of the time, because, I mean, every game is designed with technological limitations, but there's a very good chance that they were designed knowing you would almost never play it alone. Whereas modern Mm. games are, I mean, unless it's like a social game, but, like, most modern single-player video games, they probably expect you to be alone. So, like, if you are designing a game like Donkey Kong you can imagine there's somebody sitting there and they get to the third screen and they walk over one of the rivets and it disappears and then they don't know what to do and they end up dying and just being like, what the hell? And the person at like the next machine over just literally going, oh, well, you you have to make all those things disappear and then Donkey Kong falls down. Like you could actually design yeah. that into your game because you know that there are going to be other people around. People are going to stand there and, and watch. Like you were saying, like m- the first time I see someone fight donkey kong (laughs) is probably not going to be me playing it's probably going to be me watching over the shoulder with my quarter on the screen because i want to play next right so it's like you you could build game experiences knowing that that was the environment in which they would be interacted with like you could build a very different kind of simon game if you knew it was going to be played in zero gravity and you could push on it from all sides you know like that, right. that's just a different kind of experience and i've never really thought about it like arcade game design that way because i just never really played in arcades
2: yeah i definitely think and i also think that too not only is there like the social aspect of it and you know just bring it back to the ball taxonomy that there's the social players right the people who are at the arcade mostly to socialize and kind of play the game a little bit but uh uh <laughs> we, we got there <laughs> but um but yeah so uh so not only can you build a game around the idea that, that yeah, the first time you see it, it's probably not going to be you playing it. And, yeah, there's going to be a lot of other people around. Also, too, I think something that's worth remembering is there weren't many, as you as you hinted to, there weren't many games during this time. Right. So, you know, like one of the things that I kind of I, I don't know fully how I feel about it, but so many movies nowadays rely on some kind of brand recognition right so
1: <laughs> whenever i'm fighting terminators i like to quench my thirst with a ice cold coca-cola
2: yeah exactly or or something like that but for example um i know there have been a number of of and this is not uncommon in hollywood where basically somebody will write a screenplay and people will be like yeah great that but diehard you know oh,
1: that is, like, that is one of my i'm not a huge cinemaphile but that knowing that that's how a lot of terrible movies get made is one of my favorite like like uh you know backstage like uh secret what do you call it like um like <laughs> insider knowledge like uh like inside baseball mm, mm-hmm.
2: yeah so um so you know like a lot of stuff like that you know um gets made because because there and sorry I, I swear to god I'm bringing this back to the <laughs> because and it's because there's just so many movies like megan and i were at the movie theater recently and um i was just looking at all of the the posters and i got a little frustrated at one. i think it was at Ferdinand um uh because and basically that movie and i was like i'm pretty sure that that's based off of a children's book and it is mm. um and and oddly it was one that i read a lot as a kid and then that had its own weird like <laughs> flashback but uh but yeah so i was just and i was just kind of like you know It's frustrating. I was like, man, it's kind of a bummer that they don't really make original stories for movies that much anymore, compared to pulling from other sources of literature. I was like, but the market is so flooded that I got to admit, as much as I hate myself for it, I am more likely to go see that movie because it is a remake of a book I had as a child than to see an original thing. Because there's there's fifty things to see, you're never going to have time to see all of them. You're only going to have time to see ten, and so you want to pick the 10 that you want so you're much more likely to go see something that you're already familiar with right with all that being said (laughs) back in the 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 80s right the late 70s early early 80s there that was not the case there were like three movies or two movies playing so everybody saw them right because there wasn't much else to do right the same thing with these video games right is that there was like 10 20 arcade cabinets right you know like So if you went, I mean, there was probably more, but there was like 10 or 20 popular ones, right? So you went to the arcade, like everybody knew Donkey Kong. Like everybody knew this game. Everybody knew how to play it. It it was just, you probably even knew about the rivets and how to beat Donkey Kong before you even saw the cabinet, you know, because that's what, if you had friends that played video games, play arcade games, like then that's what you talked about. And then, so you already had a vague concept of it beforehand. And then by the time you walked in, they you know then like showed you how to play it because god knows they wouldn't let you play first you neophyte (laughs) and and then you know so so you actually have so much leading into it the game they could probably build games relying on the fact that you would have knowledge of games beforehand in the same way that mary shelley when she wrote frankenstein assumed you had assumed you had read paradise lost you know
1: i wonder if uh And, I mean, there's no way we can start to establish this without becoming, like, actual hardcore historians. But I wonder if you could see that problem spill over into home consoles. Like, how many early Nintendo and Atari games were the the designers had all these uh baked in uh preconceived notions about social environment and people are talking about our games and there's only a handful of games and blah 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 and it's like a kid sits down and unpacks a nintendo and and sits down to play a game and it's like i don't i don't know what i do and i'm like i'm like, <laughs> like i'm alone like <laughs> there's no one to ask there's no established norms. This game isn't it isn't giving me the information I need to make in, informed decisions. So like I, there were probably some things about the early console games that were frustrating because they were on a console. And if you were playing them in an arcade and they were one of only a dozen games and your buddy or your your person at the next cabinet over was right next to you where you could ask them, like, what the hell am I supposed to do right here? Like those frustrations would not have been there. And And I wonder what the adjustment period on that from a design perspective was like.
2: Well, just to – and like you said, none like, <clears throat> of us are historians, and so this is just my educated guess. But I do know that the market was wildly flooded when all of a sudden the cost of entry for making video games plummeted because you were making them for home consoles, and you didn't have to spend thousands of dollars building out an arcade cabinet, right? So um, with all that in mind, I think that, that honestly that it was, it, w- it was bad. And I know that it was bad because one of the big things that I think made – put Nintendo on the map was the Nintendo's you know seal of approval because they (laughs) knew that a good game couldn't rely on any of that stuff. You know? So like a good game needs to have these things amongst them chief amongst them being you gotta teach your players how to play your game and not just through the manual. Like you have to just be able to sit down and learn how to play this game without any other any outside assistance or anything like that. So I think maybe the the seal of approval was the uh, um, the Harry Seldon's foundation for uh <laughs> for video game design. You know, it didn't it didn't dis- it didn't get rid of the dark times. It just shrunk them from ten thousand years to
1: one thousand. That I, oh, man, that is a fantastic <laughs> reference. Like I'm just so like I'm excited for that because like I really love that series and like that's a oh, really a really except the last book <laughs> like. That's that just like a really poignant way to, to wrap that up. I got nothing else. Just, did this game hold up? <laughs>
2: uh, with, with all of that in mind, like with everything that we just said, I, I would have to say yes. I mean, there's there's not a lot to it. It's like, like eating a potato chip. But I mean, as far as like if you want a, a game where you really want to test to see if you can get a high score, yeah, play this. It's good.
1: Yeah, and I'm with you on that because even though this is not my, my kind of game because it's purely just make a bigger number – um, mm-hmm. the, the bits that I played it. Cause I, I had to play it in several short bursts. Like I could not yeah. play for an hour at a time. Um, not just because I'm not awesome at it, but it was just, I was just like, okay, I, I get it. But for, <laughs> for those short bursts, I was like, yeah, okay. Like I, I see why people get into skill games. And if I kept that up over time, you know, if I dipped in for 10 or 15 minutes at a time every day, and got like a little bit better over time. I could see those play sessions getting longer as I naturally needed to play longer to hit the edge of my skill level. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think I would naturally seek out an experience like this. But considering how ruthlessly consistent it is, how incredibly uh, clear everything is once you've seen it the first time, you're like, okay, it's going to behave that way forever. It's just, it's like Simon, right? Like, one, the red light never. Turns polka dot just to screw with you. Like it's red every time, always red. The barrels fall the same kind of way. The flames move the same kind of way. The hammer works the same kind of way. And and yeah, I mean, I I get it. Like it's it's not for me, but I absolutely get it. And this is probably every bit as fun today as it was, you know, what thirty six years ago.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, I I agree, and I think that uh, this, like physics, so thus like life. I think he hit it on head, ruthlessly consistent.
0: The curtain falls, the music plays, the credits roll, then it all fades to black, and you're left by yourself, the fanfare is gone, there's no player 2 there by your side to share victories won, but as you slowly progress... Down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head. From the time that you spent traversing the land, battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories reaping with the end of a smile. At the end of it all, the gamers play one. Well.